0: conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey all
1: right welcome in to the lake show news talk 830 WCCO. hanging out here on this thursday evening looking to have some fun tonight full show wolves off back in action tomorrow night, late game against the Milwaukee Bucks. And I want to start tonight's show with a topic that a lot of people have been talking about for the last week. Um, A lot of people are concerned and should be. A lot of people are offended and should be with regards to Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, uh, in my opinion, is, is not a likable athlete. He's not a likable athlete. And right now he is displaying the worst in what a human being can be. In life, when you do things and you say things that are offensive and flat out wrong, you should have the ability to apologize. To apologize stand in front of people, and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I've done. I'm sorry for the hurt. But it's just not in Kyrie Irving. And so let me be clear to start this show. In my opinion, the NBA, as a league, has screwed up all of this stuff. And if you... Are not aware about it. Kyrie Irving, he posted a link to, um, on social media, Hebrews to Negroes. Wake up black America. And <laughs> he has been posting things on social media that have been just absolutely, like, head-scratching. Alex Jones stuff. I mean, just... And you're saying to yourself, "What are you, what?" But there, but look, he's no different than any other American out there that's lost out here. But we're not going to give any other American out there that we talk about that has issues, says derogatory things, offensive things, hateful things. No different than Kyrie Irving just because he's a star NBA basketball player. Kyrie Irving, in my opinion because he refuses to apologize, should be suspended indefinitely from the NBA. He should be suspended right now from the NBA until he shows that he's truly remorseful. Now, how many games that is? I don't know. He kind of has this way about him and he talks tough like y'all can't do nothing to me. I don't care if this game – I'll retire or I'll do – well, let's see what you're going to do if we're going to sit you down for some games. But this him paying a half a million dollars and making a donation to the Anti-Defamation League, that doesn't do anything to me. A half a million dollars? He makes 40. Do you think that he really cares? This is terrible. And we are talking about living in a country – where people are being disrespected and lives are at stake here when people promote terrible things, inaccuracies. When Kanye West goes on a tirade and a media tour and he says derogatory things about Jewish people. And then Kyrie, he wants to jump in the fray and be an idiot as well. It's it just, it's a bad look for the league. Because they're not addressing him appropriately, in my opinion. This is so he spoke to the media over the weekend. And one of the things I hate about Kyrie Irving is that he talks down to people. I I don't. We're all people. I know that some people have titles. I know that some people have money. I know that some people are popular. I know that some people are, quote, celebrities. But I always want to treat people cool and with the type of respect that I want to get. I'm not saying that we we always get it right because we don't. We all make mistakes and we're flawed. But he intentionally talks down to people all the time. That's his ML. He talked down to the media last week or last weekend. And then today was the first time that he's gotten in front of the media because he hadn't spoke to the media the last, what, two or three days. And so today, would everybody thought that he was going to step up and apologize? This is what he had to say.
2: A week of hindsight. Are you sorry for the hurt that your post caused people? I'll take my responsibility for posting that. Some things that were questionable in there, untrue. Like I said, in the first time you guys asked me when I was sitting on that stage, I don't believe everything that everybody posts. It's a documentary. So I take my responsibility. All
1: right. So so did y'all hear that? Kyrie Irving said, I take my responsibility for posting that. Some things that were questionable in there untrue. Like I said, in the first time when you guys were asking me when I was sitting on that straight stage, I don't believe everything that everybody posts. It's a documentary, so I take my responsibility. So you take responsibility for putting that out there, but you're not going to apologize to the people that you've offended? What do you guys think should be done with Kyrie Irving? Do you think that I'm blowing this out of proportion in that when I say that he should be suspended – Indefinitely until they figure out how this is going to play out. Because, look, the NBA very well could lose advertisers behind this until something's done. If I had a big-name company and had money invested in the NBA, I'd be asking a lot of questions. 651-461-9226. I think that this is flat-out wrong. And the what whataboutism... I, I just don't like it, and, and and you're saying, well, what is the whataboutism that you're talking about? Like, I understand that there are companies and people that will be super supportive and showcase whether it's this link to this derogatory information um, about Jewish people. And people were like, well, why weren't you outraged at that? Look, look, we can be outraged about a bunch of different things at one time. But when Jay Williams, who I've met before, who I've had on the radio before, former NBA point guard, who now is on ESPN, when he jumps out there and says that Amazon should receive the same outrage as being directed at Kyrie Irving, what? That bothers me. And I'm gonna tell you why that bothers me. I'm not saying that people shouldn't be outraged at Amazon or whoever is spreading or disseminating this terrible stuff. But you're trying to give cover for Kyrie Irving. And Jay Williams knows better. He's been giving cover for Kyrie for quite some time. And it's sad. It's actually it's pathetic. And if Jay Williams was in here right now, I say it to him: Kyrie Irving doesn't need Jay Williams or any other talking head, and I fall into that category, sticking up for Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving has made his statement; he's made his bed and let him lie in it, and that's why I think that he should be suspended. This half a million dollar donation, it means nothing to him. Consequences. That's not a consequence, that fine or that donation to charity. It's not. Kanye West didn't even blink or think about the damage that he was inflicting on other people until he no longer was a billionaire. Remember what he said? I can say anti-Semitic things and Adidas won't drop me. I, and he, double, he said it again repeatedly. I can say anti-Semitic things and Adidas won't drop me. Huh? Really? I can't stand people that think that they are always the smartest person in the room and they look down on others. It bothers me till no end. Your thoughts, your opinions. If you'd like to weigh in, 651-461-9226. That take and also a take about trash talk in the NBA next on The late Show. All right, welcome back to The late Show. News Talk 830 WCCO. The NBA needs to address Kyrie Irving. They're not doing enough. It's upsetting. It's frustrating. And I'm tired of the whataboutism. 651-461-9226. T in Brooklyn Park, you wanted to weigh in on the Kyrie situation. What's up, T?
3: Hey, so Henry, I'm using the alias just because of the world we live in right now. It's hard to speak your opinion without getting backlash. And so for me... I know a little bit about the Kyrie situation. I've heard about the Kyrie situation, but I haven't spent enough time digging into it and finding out what he really meant with it. Like what was offensive by it? Obviously it was offensive because it offended a lot of people and the reaction from everybody, but I haven't dug into it enough. But what I will say is part of the problem is you have a platform and in your platform, you're talking about things that need to be discussed, but we're not explaining how it was offensive to people in the society we live on in right now people just hear Kyrie Irving because he is very decisive because he he says a lot of things that I just don't agree with yep. and a lot of people don't agree with but we just hear Kyrie Irving in the passion that you speak with and we just jump on that side without knowing the facts of it and so I'm sure it's offensive. It's obviously offensive. He well, says a lot of things without thinking. I he, think he thinks he's a smart guy. Yeah, he thinks he's a
1: smart guy. And and I, actually, there have been things that he's done in his past and thoughts on just things in the NBA that have actually agreed with him on. But the role that right. he's gone down here lately, I'm just like, I. It's almost like he loves being the villain. And 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 the issue with this particular um incident is that in this um. The information that he posted on social media and this documentary that he bought there were a lot of stereotypes about Jewish people that are just so beyond the pale of being inappropriate. Um, there's a lot of things, even like with Kanye, right, that he was saying about Jewish people. At least Kanye like after a while with the backlash, had the ability to say, you know what, I you know what, I I apologize for that. It took him a long time, but today when pressed on it. To me, one of the things I think about any human being, I don't care what your race is, um, what your what your what your gender is, what your ethnic. You should be able to have the ability when you get more information, right, because he's clearly gotten more information. The team has talked to him. The owner came out a couple of days and said he was disappointed. Like, it's not like people around him aren't letting him know or in his ear about this. He's saying, "I will not stand down. I will not back back down. I take responsibility for it." But he's not going to apologize to me. That's the part that's disappointing the most. Not just that he thinks a certain way—that's one thing, T. But it's the fact that he's like, "I ain't going nowhere, and I'm not backing down." Like that. To me, that's that's an issue that we, because you know, as 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 an African American man, and we get thrown a lot of stereotypes about us all the time. If somebody that says something that's so derogatory and so racist or so opinionated in a terrible way about us, I'm definitely going to be adamant about, you know what? I think you owe us an apology and I'm not going to back down to you. Give us that. That's well,
3: that, like what do you I mean? What well, is, obviously, he doesn't think he was wrong because he's not saying sorry. So, do we want him? Do we feel better to have him say sorry for something he doesn't feel sorry
1: about? I agree with it you. Us no. Feel better about nope. It? nope. 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 i not sorry. Yep. I agree with you 100%. My, my, my friend and colleague from the Orlando Sentinel said the exact same thing on Twitter today when I had tweeted about the Kyrie situation. I agree with you 100%. But at this particular point, this is what I say should happen, though, T, is that it's not in his heart to apologize, right? So now, it to me, it's got to be bigger than just the fine. He's got to sit down some games, and that impacts the organization. That impacts his teammates. There has to be some sort of um, responsibility that way to let the fans know, to let the people that are offended know it's bigger than money. It's, 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 it's about you're your, your, your hurting our our brand. You're hurting the game because you're hurting people. You're hurting Americans. You're hurting people from all over. You see what I'm
3: saying? I get what you're saying, and I'm I'm with you again. I'm not I'm not uh, defending Kyrie at no, all. No, I feel I, you. I feel you. You're playing devil's.
1: You're talking about the other right. side of it. I totally. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm the type of me and you are alike, T. In that for everything that is put out there and talked about, we have to look on the other side of it too. I just can't give Kyrie any room or margin for error right here because it, it just I, I don't see any. <laughs>
3: But, but Kyrie, he, he, there's no consequences to Kyrie because he did stuff last year, and, and and he got away with it. And if he's he's he sits out half the games anyway. Yep. So for him, he doesn't see it that way. But I also say too, Kanye did double down and said some more dumb stuff after he said whatever he said. No question. After he corrected question. what he said. Yep. He can't help himself. That's who he is. And then when you said with the uh, with the isms that you were talking about. Um, they, I think they both can apply. I think Jay will. You're right. Jay will always has Kevin Durant and Kyrie's back.
1: Yeah, there's you know, a connection there's there. Yep. there. Yeah, there's a connection right, there's there with the there. with the whole boardroom stuff. And I get all of that. I get. Right. I, get I get. I get. I get. This is your guy, but but, but, both. but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, even with your guy, right? Like 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 if me and you are boys, and I know you did wrong, I just can't be the yes man. Like, like, that's the disappointing thing about that. That's the disappointing thing about the Kanye situation and that there are so many people around Kanye that won't look him in the eye and say, hey, bro, you got to fall back. You're wrong here. You know what I'm saying? And I think that for us and when I say us, I'm talking about specifically the people that are making these derogatory statements. And then in a broader context, all the people that are impacted, we have to be able to look in the mirror and say, you know what, I got to take this back.
3: Right. Hey, man, I appreciate your time.
1: Yeah, I appreciate the phone call. And that's and that's a great phone call from T in Brooklyn Park because I'm in 100 percent agreement with T. Like, I'm not going to sit here and act as though Kyrie Irving's voice, his mind and things that he said from the beginning of time till now are meaningless. I'm not saying that. This is a this is about this specific issue, this specific topic, because there's been things that he talked about with protests when they were in a bubble and all that stuff, whatever. And I said, you know what? I see your point.
4: Yeah, I I thought that T's I thought his phone call was very well spot on. I think it was well laid out. And when he was like, okay, it's offensive, but like how is it offensive? And what I liked is that you know, sometimes when Ky- I, f- I feel like when Kyrie says this, it's the bait, right? It's like he's wanting to bait you into something a little bit deeper. And I feel for T, like he he basically said, yeah, like there's more than just Kyrie saying this. There's more to it. Yep. And he wants you to engage him in that. And I think that's part of the problem because you start to get down that road and then Kyrie starts to play that smartest man in the room sort of thing. So I... I thought T's phone call, I mean, it it was spot on. It It was was spot on, absolutely. It was really good stuff. Great call.
1: Yep. All right, coming up next, we're going to take a look at the local weather, and then we'll talk some boxing. We got uh, some big-time bouts at the Armory this weekend. And uh, one of my favorites, Brian Custer, Showtime boxing host, as well as ESPN personality and anchor in Play by Play, he's going to join us next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show News Talk, 830-WCCO. As you guys know, I'm a big fan of the Armory and attending the fights there. And I tell you, for the last few years, they've been doing a fabulous job of putting on some bouts. And this weekend, we have got another nice fight that's going to be taking place at the Armory. A nice fight card. Uh, David morell Jr., you know the name. You hear about him all the time here. But he's undefeated, and he's taking on... A gentleman from Kazakhstan that's uh pretty darn good, Iidos Yubusanelli. And so they will be fighting at the armory and joining us now on the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline is Showtime Boxing host, also does a great job on ESPN Brian Custer. Give him a follow on Twitter at BCuster TV. He's joining us on the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. First off, Brian, always a pleasure to uh to be able to 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 watch you on television, but most importantly, to join me here on the show tonight.
5: Well, look, man, whenever I get a call and they say that you're going to be uh, on with a good brother from Kappa Alpha Psi,
1: I'm down for it. <laughs> that's what that's what Noob do that's what we we look out for each other especially <laughs> in this business man so so you know we definitely got to get the yos out there to all the folks that are out there listening but
5: all the uh, brothers all the brothers at K H I O
1: yeah absolutely but welcome to, welcome to Minneapolis man I didn't get a chance to get over to the press conference earlier today I'm definitely gonna be there tomorrow for for the weigh in but uh, welcome to Minneapolis I don't know how many times you've made it here but uh, welcome to our our great city.
5: Well, look, it's great. I mean, uh, today was really the first time uh, for me being in Minneapolis that I got to kind of venture out after the press conference, took a tour of Prince's Paisley Park Complex, which is amazing. Uh, certainly would recommend that to anybody. And then, uh, shoot, I see the Bucks are uh, playing tomorrow, so I'm going to try to – uh, if I can scrounge up two tickets, uh, go see them with some Milwaukee Bucks basketball as well tonight or tomorrow night, I should say before the fight on Saturday.
1: See, you know what? Now we might have to connect in because uh, you know we're the radio home for Timberwolves basketball. I do the post oh. ga- I do the post game show for the Timberwolves. I actually have tomorrow off. I am going to be at the game, but. You you can slide into my DMs. We can try to make some things happen. So we'll we'll check on that. But we'll we'll talk about that offline, yo. All right. So 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 let's talk about uh, this weekend. And we just mentioned, you know, David and and Eidos facing off on on Saturday night. That that's the the big fight of all of the fights. But what do you make overall of the card in itself uh, happening at the Armory on uh, on Saturday night?
5: Well, it's gonna be great. I mean, I think it's gonna be competitive. And I think you know you give Dave. Uh, Morell, a lot of credit um, for what he has done to be unbeaten. He's knocked out uh, all but one of his opponents. Um, and he has done a phenomenal job making Minneapolis now his home. Uh, he's fought there at the Armory uh, the last three times. All three have ended in knockout. And this is a guy, when you talk about 168, uh, one of the most competitive divisions in boxing, he wants to be a star. And he knows that the guy he's fighting tomorrow, and Idos, your Bolsonnulli, who's from Kazakhstan. He's the mandatory challenger. You got two of the top contenders here at 168, and they both have already said, hey, look, we win. Uh, We want David Benavidez. And, you know, David Benavidez is is without a doubt uh, probably one of the most avoided fighters in boxing and definitely an all-action exciting fighter at 168. He just announced that he's fighting Caleb Plant at the beginning of the year. So, This is high stakes tomorrow for Morrell and your Sanuli because the winner obviously will want the winner of that uh, plant, uh, Benavidez, fight that's going to take place early next year, like January, February uh, in 2023.
1: Talking to Brian Custer from uh, Showtime Boxing, the host there, as well as from uh, ESPN does. Play-by-play also on SportsCenter. He's joining us here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830-WCCO. And one of the things, I didn't ask a question a week ago, but I was on the Zoom and the uh, the back and forth that you had with the guys, you know, kind of trash talking. One of the things I thought was was pretty awesome, man, it it kind of went into the build up for this fight is their backgrounds talking about the historical significance of where they're from and what it means to boxing kind of for the people out there that weren't a part of the zoom and, and and you kind of moderating both those guys give a little bit of background of what, about what I'm talking about.
5: Yeah. I, you know, I didn't even know it was going to go there, but they kind of got heated uh, about that. And, you know, and they did, it did uh, take place again today uh, at the press conference. So, you know, David was telling him, obviously he defected from Cuba about five years ago, Three years ago, he came here to Minneapolis. But, you know, he's, he's proud of his Cuban heritage and talked about how, you know, he's going to take on idols and give him the Cuban school of boxing. And idols, you know, he, he's from Kazakhstan, but he came right back and said, listen, you got to understand, uh, we in the Soviet Union, uh, in which politically is true, we're the ones who came to Cuba, we taught you how to fight, you know, <laughs> we're the gladiators. So you need to understand that. And that's why I'm coming to take your belt, um, on that Saturday night. And so, man, obviously that did not, uh, fare well with morell because then he came back was like, obviously you don't know your history. You came, your Soviet union, you guys came to Cuba for political reasons, had nothing to do with boxing. We were already <laughs> uh, champions in boxing at that time. And, uh, uh, they didn't – let me just say this. Uh, I think if they could have put pause on one another through the Zoom, they would have. But <laughs> today at at the press conference, it got a little bit heated again today. So I, I, they both have said that this fight will not go the distance that it's going to end in a knockout, Not I believe it.
1: You know, and Brian, you, you touched on something there, and you're 100% correct, is that David Morrell – he has great pride in being Cuban and that being his heritage. And, and, and the reason why I want to mention that to people is because he has a really great relationship with Tony Oliva, who just recently, you know, former Minnesota twin, uh, went into the yes. Baseball Hall of Fame this past summer. And I'm actually going to get a chance to hang out with him and, and come to the fight with him on Saturday night, him and, and his uh, his daughter, Anita, uh, as their guests. But they've got a great relationship. They headed off. They've been knowing each other for years. And so that that Cuban heritage you're talking about and the pride there, it's absolutely there for David Morrell.
5: Yeah, absolutely. And I met I met Anita uh at the press conference today, lovely uh woman. And you know, his one of his managers is Louis de Cubas, who's a big time promoter, uh, you know, and lives here in Minneapolis from here. And, and that's one of the reasons why, when they when they can get Morell to fight, they do it there at the armory, which they have a connection to. But, yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things that when some of the Cubans come over here because of Louis de Cubas, uh, they they come here to Minneapolis now and have made this part their home. And in fact, David Morell told me he only lives 15 minutes from the armory. Yeah. Uh, so he loves this area. Uh, he loves fighting here. And it's one of the reasons why, because he has – shown he has star potential that we come here for fights because this this uh, Minneapolis I'm talking about the Twin Cities has all you can see this groundswell that it's kind of turned into a fighting city which is what we love
1: absolutely all right before we get to maybe some things that you're going to be um you know intrigued about with the specific fight I want to let everybody out there know the tickets are still available for the fight. You can yeah. attend Saturday night at the Armory. Um, they're going to be going on air in terms of like the 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 pay-per-view portion of it uh, at 8 o'clock. If you want to uh, go ahead and check that out, please do. I'm going to be there. I know there's going to be a lot of uh, luminaries and dignitaries that will be in the building that night. But also even leading up to that, I, I do want to mention this because I didn't actually see this. The Jake Paul Anderson Silva replay is going to air Saturday night before yes. all of this. So, Absolutely. so, so yes. what, what did what did you make of that, man? I, I'm looking forward to watching that. Yeah, it,
5: it was a It was a spectacle. Um, you know, listen. I think the crowd for the for the most part, when we were there in Phoenix, was was and you will see this during the broadcast was pro Silva. Uh, I mean, they were cheering on, and I think Anderson Silva fought really well. Now, the judges' scores, obviously, it was a unanimous decision for Jake. Uh, Jake definitely won the fight. Uh, I thought it was a little bit closer, uh, especially those early rounds. I thought they really went back and forth. I thought Silva uh, kind of took the middle of the fight, but then Jake obviously had, towards the end uh, took those later rounds, 6, 7, and 8, and then with the knockdown, to me that was the difference maker uh, in the fight when he knocked Silva down. But, hey, Anderson Silva is a legend, and he fought really well. Uh, to be 47, obviously the knockdown was probably what tipped the scale for Jake Paul, but you know you could you could see that it's setting up for something that Jake Paul will probably uh, look to somebody like Nate Diaz uh, in his next fight because Nate Diaz was there, the Nate Diaz Army was there, the crowd went crazy when they showed him on the jumbo screen, and I, I just think that you know for Jake Paul that. He's found his rivalry, and it is these former MMA legends, and I think that's probably what he's going to do going forward.
1: All right, final question for Brian Custer here on the Lake Show on News Talk A WCCO. Uh, what is the most interesting angle about this fight come Saturday night that you're intrigued by? Is it the the, the maybe the punching power of David Morrell? What, what specific yeah. aspect are you are you kind of looking at?
5: Yeah, I mean I think for for both for the main event, obviously for both of them, uh punching power uh is, is going to be it because you look at Idos your Bolsonaro. This is the guy who knocked out 7 of the first 8 people he faced. Uh, he's knocked out the last two. Morell has knocked out the last 3 people uh that he's faced. So it's like okay, who's power? And I think maybe the difference is David Morell has movement. You'll see that Idos uh your is just going to come forward I mean, he's no nonsense. I may move my head a little bit, but I'm just throwing bombs. And I think Morrell can move and has power. And usually that's a recipe for success. I think that. And then the you've got Jason Rosario. And for people who don't know, Jason Rosario is now fighting at middleweight 160. But at 154, he was the unified champ at one time until Jamel Charlo knocked him out and took his belts. Mm. So he's on the comeback trail now. And uh, so he's going to be in the co-main there and now fighting at 160. And now he's talking about he would love to fight Charlo's brother, Jamal Charlo, who's the champion at 160. Uh, so he's got to get past this test, though, and Brian Mendoza. And then we open uh, with Theodore Cherkazan, who's unbeaten, uh, taking on Nathaniel Gallimore, another fight at 160. And I think you have two guys who, look, even at the press conference, I had to step into the middle of them just to get them to turn to the camera and take a picture for the camera because they they stared down and <laughs> neither wanted to turn. And uh, it got they got a little close, so I had to jump in front of them like, hey, come on, guys, break this up. Now just take this to turn, please, turn. It took them a few minutes, but they finally did it. So trust me, it's going to be an all-action uh, night there. And, again, it's all on Showtime Championship Boxing. All you got to do is turn on Showtime, and we're going to kick things off at 8 o'clock uh, is when, obviously, the broadcasts begin. But 7 o'clock, you can watch the Jake Paul fight.
1: Absolutely. Hey, uh, Brian, always uh, a pleasure to chat with the Noop on the airways. Is doing amazing things, man. I've been a big fan of yours for quite some time, and I'm so happy that you're here. Uh, hopefully, I'll try to track you down at some point, maybe t- uh, tomorrow or even on Saturday. But I uh, look forward to the fights this uh, coming Saturday night. Okay, my brother. Uh, talk to you soon, okay? All right, take care. That's Brian Custer joining us here. Uh, on the Lake Show, News Talk 830 WCCO. Give him a follow on Twitter, at TV. Does an amazing job for ESPN as well as Showtime Boxing. And I'm going to be in the house. Y'all need to be in the house. Tickets are still available Saturday night at the Armory. Uh, you can go to Ticketmaster and get tickets. You can go directly to the box office at the Armory. It's going to be an awesome night of boxing. All right, we'll take a break, come back. We'll wrap up the hour next on the Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show News Talk 830-WCCO. We got breaking news from the NBA. It's almost as though the NBA was listening to the start of my show tonight, the first couple of segments, maybe the back-and-forth. Uh, well, we, it wasn't a back-and-forth in terms of like we were on the different pages with me and took uh, T in Brooklyn Park. But the NBA has just stated that Kyrie Irving – is being suspended by the uh, the Brooklyn Nets. They are of the view that he is currently unfit to be associated with the Brooklyn Nets. They have decided that Kyrie will serve a suspension without pay until he satisfies a series of objective remedial measures. This will be at least a five-game suspension. No less than five. Okay? And I, and I know some people will smirk, but that's a start, though. Like, like, like... It, you you got to start with the number. You, you do, but
4: Ky- Kyrie is Kyrie. Like, this is going to do nothing for him.
1: They're not going to end his career, though. Like, he's not going to be – he's not going to be – he's no, not, not getting a lifetime ban. No, so. I, I'm not
4: saying he's going yeah. to be a lifetime ban. But, okay, you're doing I, – I know Adam Silver from everything that I was reading. Like, they said he was pissed. Like, this is something that he had to address. But if Kyrie is not sorry – and Kyrie is not genuine about wanting to make amends for something offensive that he doesn't feel was offensive. There's nothing out there in terms of repercussions that is going to serve. That's going to mean anything. Like he'll go through, but it's a token gesture. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not going to learn anything from it. You know, and, and even if he ends this association with the Brooklyn Nets, guess what? Cavs. You know, they found out he moved on. Celtics. He's moved on. Nets, He may move on. Kyrie's always going to have a home, no matter how he feels, because somebody's going
1: to take a chance on the table. Absolutely, absolutely. But I, but I think that this is a good. I like this. This is what. This is what. Look, they said no less than five games. Mm-hmm. All right, that's the minimum. This could be for a while, though. Do you think Kyrie cares, though? I mean, do you think he cares that he's been suspended? I think he cares about about. about I think he cares. Do about I think that he cares about being suspended? No. Do I think that he cares about eventually getting back on the court? Yes. He doesn't want his – if he does not apologize within the first four or five games or whatever, do I think that they could prolong this? Yeah, they could probably prolong it. I, I, could, I, could, I could see that happening, but I think that this is the right call by the, the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. I think it's absolutely the right call. Uh, if if you want to weigh in, uh, we got about a couple of minutes left. You'd have to get in really quickly, though. Six five one four six one nine two two six. I definitely feel like this is the right thing. I think that I think that the the Nets. I feel the Nets their hands were forced in the NBA. You can't have Adam Silver, the commissioner, come out and say what he says and he's Jewish, and he's the commissioner, and he's disappointed. And then with the disappointment, nothing happens. Like, that's just not that's not good enough. Dave in Plymouth, he is calling in to the light Show. What's up, Dave?
2: Well, uh, can you hear me okay?
1: Yes, sir, I can.
2: Well, uh, good evening. Your program is always very, very enlightening. But it's very sad tonight because of what's going on in the uh, New Jersey area where several synagogues now are under uh, a lot of harm, possibly, because of the statements that are being made from people such as this basketball person. He should never, number one, be called a star. Number two, he should be suspended for a minimum of a year. And number three, ADL has already stated they will not accept 10 cents from him. Hmm.
1: Hey, so now Dave in Plymouth, I want to thank you first off for calling. And this is the beauty of having live talk radio uh, in this platform because I had not seen the information. And I'm looking now and it says developing FBI says it has credible information about. So, so, so quite honestly, think about it like this. And I don't know if you're in agreement with me, um, Dave, because I think we're both on the same page about the suspension. And, and I actually think it should be longer. But. Maybe yes. ma- maybe maybe their hand was forced because of this latest thing with the FBI
2: well they uh, he this this sparked a lot of trouble and of course the the singer uh, he, he nobody ever should buy this guy's uh, albums again there's yep. a guy that should be locked up, but the basketball player he's got a chip on his shoulder and and other people. Uh, uh, think that he's got the authority to do what's being done and now in New Jersey and I'll guarantee you it, it'll go to Cleveland it'll go to Chicago and then it's going to end up in the Twin Cities here and we just had that trouble with a couple of synagogues and now we got to start all over again. Yeah,
1: Th- this is just absolutely terrible. Hey, Dave in Plymouth, thanks so much for calling the show. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I Call in anytime. Th- this Good is... Right. Yep. Yeah, I think he was going to say something, but don't worry about it. It, it, Me and Dave in Plymouth, we'll talk again. And and thanks for the compliments about the, uh, the show. I'm trying to inform people, but I'm passionate about things like this. This is unacceptable. We won't stand for this. It's not okay. All right, top of the hour, around the NFL. That's next year on The Lake Show. Okay,
0: picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.